Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. Though Joe Biden in 2021 on several occasions claimed voter suppression and tried to finagle a different way to vote. We had Stacey Abrams in Georgia complain over and over that she lost from voter suppression. Well, early voting in the state of Georgia has just set a new midterm election record. On day one, voting near presidential levels. So with 21 days to go for in-person voting, Americans are already making moves. And there goes their theory of voter suppression. With record-breaking levels on day one, they're just caught in another lie. At stake, there are some very highly competitive races for control of the House. And on this day, Republicans are gaining ground. But don't count out Democrats just yet. This is your host, Laura Marie. Exactly three weeks until Election Day. Brand new rankings out this morning show a slight shift in favor of the GOP. Races in California and Oregon (laughs) have gone from leaning Democrat to toss-up. The current forecast of 15-seat majority victory for Republicans. That's a wider margin than even a week ago. A path for Democrats does still exist. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy had this to say. Take nothing for granted. The Democrats say they'll keep the majority, so we have to continue to fight for the next 21 days. But the issues are really very important because these Democrat incumbents are the ones who voted for the American Rescue Plan that brought us inflation. And then you watch their defund the police, what has happened to crime. You've watched their ability to look the other way, to have a border open that will kill 300 Americans today with fentanyl. And President Biden to Nancy Pelosi, that is their challenge. If they run on the record, they're in trouble. And on the Senate side, it's anyone's game. But it seems like everybody is closely watching the races in Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. And you would think with all the corruption, the lying, and the inflation, and the crime, that it would go obviously to the Republicans. But digging deeper into the power rankings, the situation where no news is big news when it comes to the Senate. That means control just hinges on those four states I just mentioned, remaining a (laughs) toss-up. Still can't see how. But Republicans need to secure 51 to take the majority. We know that. And Democrats, it's just 50. With the VP, the breaking votes. And we know that too. When I looked at the House, the latest addition to the power rankings project for Republicans winning 232 races. That's one seat more than just last week's forecast and would give Republicans a 15-seat majority to see where gains are being made. Republicans have been playing offense on issues rated most important to voters, and that's, of course, inflation and crime. Never mind, Colorado accidentally sent out 30,000 ballots to illegals. Okay. Sacramento in California sent out 20,000 illegal ballots to dead people. I got a call this morning from somebody in Fresno and his mother went and renewed her license at the DMV, received a second ballot, all Democrats. And never forget in Southern California, I will never forget with harvest balloting, they called eight races for Republicans. And within a week with harvest balloting, paying the homeless $20 to sign their name, they overturned eight Republican called races 
to Democrats. And how I remember that is Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch sued Southern California counties and won. By the time that it took, it was already too late. The Democrats in office denied to look at it because they know they cheated. My opinion. So let's take Oregon's new 6th Congressional District, for example. That's moved from leading Democrat to a toss-up just this week. And it was an easy win for Biden in 2020, but it's been a real fight for current Democrat candidate Salinas. Now Salinas and her Republican opponent, Mike Erickson, both grew up with police officer fathers, but Erickson has found an edge on the issue of crime. Given that the district includes Southwest Portland, and we all know how that crime-infested city is crying for help, and Erickson said on air just earlier this morning that combined open-air drug use, voters are fed up on both sides. But Democrats do still have a small pathway to keeping the House. With their number needed is 218, and the reason that pathway is there comes down to Republicans suffering from some candidate quality issues like in Montana. The first Congressional District Republican, Ryan Denke, has been subject to several ethic investigations, making the Democrat way more competitive than the GOP would like. And that race has moved to a likely Republican to lean Republican. Some small shifts, but there's not a lot of time to go with just three weeks remaining. I found some comments from Senator Tom Cotton, who's a Republican member of the Senate Judiciary Armed Services Committee. He made some comments about the power ranking shifting over to Republicans just slightly, but it's happening, doesn't count Democrats out completely. So here's what Tom Cotton had to say with his estimation over these new shifts in the power ranking. It's not surprising that more Americans are repudiating Joe Biden and the Washington Democrats' agenda. You just look at the headlines. Inflation continues to run very high. The stock market has fallen precipitously over the last year and a half. More crime on the streets across America. Uh, we have a drug epidemic unlike anything this country has ever seen. I was on the campaign trail yesterday in Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz. We visited a natural gas pad in western Pennsylvania. That natural gas provides thousands of good, high-paying jobs to hardworking Pennsylvanians and Ohioans. Uh, it also provides low-cost energy to America. It helps Amer America support our allies around the world who'd rather get American gas rather than Russian gas. And it's good for our environment because it's so clean burning as opposed to, say, foreign coal. Yet John Fetterman and Joe Biden and the Democrats would ban the techniques that we have to get that gas out of the ground. That's why Democrats are losing in the polls. That's why they're going to lose badly in three weeks. And with crime so out of control, I'm not sure how much time John Fetterman actually has to change voters' minds. Especially with crime that's so out of control, particularly in Philadelphia, and out of complete honesty, John Fetterman might have been part of the problem with, if he was in office, with words like, show me the criminal's mercy. So that's a big way to go. And then with inflation, with energy mixed in, you know, it seems that inflation gets mentioned in every conversation these days. Even a few days ago, Joe Biden said there may be a chance of a slight recession. 
maybe. (laughs) And with Bloomberg out with the new projection, there is a 100% chance of a recession in the next 12 months. Given with decades high inflation, Fed interest rate hikes, and tense political climate, the economy is, of course, is on the mind of voters. A New York Times poll shows concern over economic issues that have jumped to 44% from 36% just a few weeks ago. Americans also are very weary when it comes to Biden's performance on these top issues. I saw a new Fox polling puts Joe Biden's inflation approval at 29%. (laughs) Where are those 29% who actually like this inflation? I really would like to know. (laughs) The White House is pretty much doing everything they can to defend Joe Biden. Here's a clip I found of Peter Ducey asking the White House press secretary about this very topic. President Biden's top domestic priority is inflation. Why doesn't he have what to show for it? So he's been very clear about making that his number one economic priority. And he's done the work with congressional Democrats. But who exactly thinks the president is doing a good job on inflation? We understand that there are challenges that are uh, in front of us here in this country. That is why the president has taken action to lower costs. Republicans in Congress refuse. They refuse to be partners with us on this. I'm not sure if she's just lying through her teeth or if she's just that incompetent. I'm going to go with both. I'm going to close this topic today with another point of view from Tom Cotton regarding what the White House press secretary just said. Well, guilty as charged that Republicans in Washington have refused to spend trillions of dollars we don't have. Joe Biden and the Democrats don't have an answer on inflation because they're the cause of inflation. There's two main reasons we have this inflation uh, at uh, generational highs. The first is Democrats have spent trillions of dollars that we don't have. It was completely obvious and predictable. In fact, it was predicted, not just by Republicans, but by Democrats like former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, that spending all that money would lead to inflation. Yet the Democrats kept spending it. Even after we have record high inflation, just a couple months ago, they spent another $700 billion. The second reason we have so much inflation is the price of energy is so high. Because it doesn't just hit uh, families in their budget when the price they pay for gasoline is high. It drives up the cost of manufacturing. It drives up the cost of doing business. It drives up the cost of transportation. And that very much is an intentional policy. The Democrats want energy prices to be high because they want to uh, end American production of fossil fuels, oil and gas and coal. They may not say it in the 45 days before an election, and they rely on gimmicks like releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which is also dangerous to our national security. But mark my words, on November 9th, the Democrats are going to go back to openly waging war on American oil and coal. On oil and coal, he is 100% correct. Moving on. You guys remember uh, Mayorkas and Joe Biden going public out to the American people lying that the Border Patrol agents were whipping illegals. I'm going to say illegals. I refuse to say migrants or asylum seekers. Being a horse person raised in the country, I can tell you and said from day one that those guys did not whip anybody. It was so obvious when you watch that stuff, it's just fake. And they shouldn't have been there in the first place. Anyway, on September 24, 2021, Joe Biden stood before the nation and vilified several 
United States Customs and Border Protection agents. It's not like those guys don't have a tough enough job as it is. And they were claiming photographs allegedly showing those on horses nearly running illegal immigrants over and strapping people. What? (laughs) Department of Homeland Security, Mayorkas, was in the briefing room of the White House just a few hours later running the same narrative. Remember that? I sure do. And I was angry because they were lying to the American people again. And that's all in spite of the claim he apparently already knew the photographer, Paul Rage, publicly said he never saw anyone being abused in such a manner. Talk on the street is Fox News of all places, actually gained access to an email obtained by the Heritage Foundation through the Freedom of Information Act, a lawsuit sent by a DHS staffer to Mayorkas. The note apparently highlighted the photographer's comments that some two and a half hours before Mayorkas joined the then Press Secretary Jen Psaki at the podium. (laughs) Apparently, the DHS staffer was not the only one who knew about the statements contradicting the Democrats' falsehoods, given that Mayorkas was provided a chance to come clean after a reporter asked him about it. The journalist read back to the comments from the photographer, and when Mayorkas said, and I quote, let me correct the statements in your question, the reporter quickly told him that they're direct quotes. Well, instead, Mayorkas, he still elected to keep pushing the invented narrative, and now that the emails recently have been made public, Republican lawmakers are coming after him, as they should. Some, like Representative Elise Stefanik, appeared on television to call for his resignation, as she should have. I'd like to call for his resignation as well. I want to call his resignation a year ago when he lied about the border being closed, and they have it under control. Taxpaying dollars for tents and setups down at the border to allow illegal people to come here to live off of us for free. We're paying for this whole thing while we are struggling to feed our own families, pay our own bills, fill up our own gas tanks. And that is why we are all so fed up and we must vote in person because the Democrats are going to cheat. George Soros put out $30 million this week to create some October surprise right before the election. Don't fall for it. And let's not forget about six months ago, the mules had their first meeting. So they're in full force as well. To me, this election is a no-brainer. The Republicans should win in a complete, obvious landslide. And with that, I hope you guys have a great evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to reach me, I'd love to hear from you at www.talkonthestreet.net. Because remember, I am our voice, the people's voice. We the people. God bless you. God bless America. You're listening to Talk on the Street with Laura Marie.